welcome back to another episode of Studio Flow. I'm one of your hosts, John Robinson, and I'm going to be your only host today. This is going to be a Grammy preview, as you can tell from the title. And the reason why I'm doing this solo, no Manny Fontaine, no Sarah J, is because I took it upon myself this year to make sure to listen to all the albums that were nominated for Album of the Year. With that said, this is not going to be a full Grammy preview. All right. I made sure to <clears throat> pick out certain categories, obviously album of the year, um, song of the year, record of the year, because there's a lot of overlap with those. But also two of my favorite categories, best R&B and best rap. Make sure to listen to all those. Rap was the easiest one. Rap one I did naturally, where some of them, especially R&B, I had to go back and fill out that. And let's see. <clears throat> I had to go back to make sure to listen to albums that I missed. As far as the other categories, like Best New Artist was one I wanted to talk about, but I only knew three from that whole list. Well, I was familiar with three, which is Coco Jones, Ice Spice, and I only knew three, which was Coco Jones, Ice Spice, and Victoria Monet. So I couldn't comment fully on this one i'm not familiar with gracie Ab- abrams noah khan the war and treaty fred again and i have heard of jelly roll in passing but i did not check out enough music to give you guys my thoughts on this i i will say this though i'm best new artist i the other three i know probably lead towards victoria monet coco jones uh, Victoria Monet dropped actually dropped an album where Coco Jones is nominated for a deluxe version of an EP. But if I Spice wins this award, which color me shocked, I'm not I'm not gonna be prepared for the gluttony, the litany, and probably is a better word of men coming out talking about some well, oh, women rapper about is this blah blah this, um, but. Hope <laughs> she shouldn't. She sh- it would be better probably if she got this award before she dropped that. You think I'm the sh- you the shit? You know how to fart song. It's kind of remember when Eddie Murphy was up for the Oscars for Dreamgirls and uh, the movie studio. I can't remember which one decided it'd be a good idea because Eddie Murphy's hot right now. He's coming back to the forefront. Uh, got this Oscar buzz to drop off Norbert. And I think that hurt way more than it helped because you're looking at Norbert, which is not a good movie. And I don't know if that affected the Oscars. I just just don't think it helped. All right, let's get into these categories, though, man. Or before the categories, let's talk about the storylines heading into the 2024 Grammys. I believe this is the 66th Grammy Award. The biggest one probably is Diddy's absence. He is nominated for... Best R&B album, or is it? No, it is actually progressive album. Best progressive R&B album, the love album, Off the Grid, Diddy. After the allegations and the quick settlement with Cassie, we haven't heard that much from Diddy. Uh, There was a new allegation maybe a couple of weeks afterwards that said uh, he sexually assaulted an underage girl. And flew her across the country. Well, not from Detroit to New York. So not across the country. And I think the last story I read about that was that the woman is saying that Diddy is 
trying to force her to reveal her identity. So obviously Diddy's not going to show up. I wonder what the response is going to be when they go through the nominees. Are there going to be boos, claps, silence? I'm pretty sure I'm leaning towards silence makes the most sense. Also, staying in that vein, there was no Rock Nation brunch this year, which is the best thing that's going to come out of that is we're not going to see a bunch of people do their press run and be like, I never get invited to the Rock Nation brunch. No further details have been given about the cancellation that happened yesterday. I'm recording this on a Sunday. But there's speculation that the reason why there wasn't a Rock Nation brunch is that Beyonce will be performing at the Grammys. We'll get into some of the performers, all of the performers, a little bit later. I wonder what she could be performing if she is. She's not nominated for anything. It would make sense from the standpoint of if she had to do a sound check during that time and the representatives or Jay-Z did not want to give any indication that that's what she was doing. So you didn't want to sit there and lie or whatever. Maybe, maybe not. It'd be nice. And Barbie, maybe I got, I got that music from uh, the Barbie movie received 11 nominations, including the record of the year. Uh, Billy Eilish ballot. What was I made for? What was, yeah, I said it right in do a loopers dance the night. Yeah. Also Taylor Swift has a chance to break. Is it a three-way tie? In this, let me pull these notes up. Yes, she can win her fourth album of the year. Um, something no artist has done, and she's tied with Stevie Wonder, Frank Sinatra, and Paul Simon. Okay, in performances, let's get into that. Joni Mitchell, <clears throat> who nearly died from an aneurysm, aneurysm, sorry, several years ago, will give her first Grammy performance at the age of 80, which is wild. Maybe not. I was like, I'm not that familiar with how the Grammys were rocking in the 80s and her heyday. I don't know how many performances they had. So maybe it's not that wild. I know she's won some Grammys. Burner Boy with 21 Savage and Brandy. So I'm pretty sure they're doing that on top of the world song. And this will be the first time an Afrofusion artist will be performing on the Grammy main stage. SZA has a couple of choices. She could do Kill Bill. She could do Snooze. Billie Eilish is probably going to perform <laughs> what I was made for and do a Lupa. Probably going to do Dance the Night. Brandy Carlisle, I know she has a song with um, Lana Del Rey. I never, I meant to go look up if it's is Elena or Lana. I apologize. So I don't know what she would do on her own. Olivia Rodrigo can do a, a couple of joints off of Guts, not a couple, of, but she can choose from. Um, Billy Joel have no idea what Billy Joel is going to do. I know that he is <clears throat> constantly selling out Madison Square Garden. And that's about, and I shouldn't say that's about it. Like, that's a little thing. Snap. U2, again, fresh off the sphere, have no idea what they're going to do. Intrigued, though. Intrigued by Travis Scott. He will be performing. And this, I believe, is the first time he's going to perform since the tragedy at Astroworld. Wondering what song he's going to pick and the reaction from the crowd. Hopefully he gives a great performance. It's a standing ovation because I think he did take a lot of flack for that incident, even though I don't think he played it exactly well afterwards. But I don't put that on the artist, mostly put that on security, promotion, whatnot. Nominations, 
We have SZA with nine, Victoria Monet with seven, Oliva Rodrigo, John Batiste, Billie Eilish, Miley Cyrus, Boy Genius, and Taylor Swift with six. Um, and even I didn't even put this out here. Even when you go to the album of the year section, all women except for John Batiste. So uh, let's start with the categories first. Let's do best R&B album. So we got Babyface Girls Night Out, Coco Jones, What I Didn't Tell You Deluxe, Emily King, Special Occasion, Victoria Monet, Jaguar 2, Clear 2, Soft Life EP, Summer Walker. Out of these, the ones I had to go back and listen to, I mean, when I go back and listen to, but listen to because I didn't do it throughout the year, was Coco Jones, Summer Walker, and Emily King. And Emily King, I didn't. I still don't know if this is... Um, <clears throat> I'm not familiar with her. I know this is her second Grammy nomination, though. I think another album had came out. Got this acoustic vibe. If you see the cover of her, she looks like a white lady. She could be biracial. So she gives you, like, Lisa Stanfield because it looks like that type of, uh, you know, being around the world and not that type of vibe. Um, <clears throat> pretty solid album. What I Didn't Tell You Deluxe, pretty good as well. I think out of all these that I enjoyed the most was Victoria Monet's Jaguar 2 and Babyface's Girls Night Out. I think Victoria Monet is going to pull this one out. Babyface has plenty of Grammys. I think it's, it was it was dope for him to come back after these years and put together a project sort of in the same vein as Waited to Exhale because it's just a bunch of women and he's the only male vocalist, I believe, that was on this album. It sounded amazing, sounded good. All the women sounded great. Uh, check it out if you haven't checked out Girls Night Out from Babyface. Best progressive R&B album. I should have probably gave y'all these definitions. So our best R&B album is for albums containing greater than 75% playing time of new R&B recordings. But then progressive is 75% playing time of newly recorded progressive vocal tracks derivative of R&B. Anyway, here are the nominees. Black, Since I Have a Lover. Diddy, the love album off the grid. Nova by Terrence Martin and James Fauntleroy. And Janelle Monet, The Age of Pleasure. Now, since I have a lover, Black, it's cool. I just don't think, for me, Black on acoustic vibes really works. I don't know if his voice is, is, is catered or is tailored for that. Uh, when it comes to the love album off the grid, we talked about this on Studio Flow when uh, about a week ago, I should say. When the album came out, it is a double album. The second half is better than the first half. Um, I think if Diddy did not have these allegations, accusations, he probably would have won because it would have been not based off the strength. It's not would have been it wouldn't have been my pick. He would have won uh, like 20 years, 30 years. I'm like, oh, shit, dude, he's still doing things, blah, blah. The Terrace Martin and James Fauntleroy album is cool. It's another album that has acoustic jazz vibes to it. Very short, but I think that's an EP. Uh, but my favorite was, which is also another short album, was Janelle Monae's The Age of Pleasure. It, it was strange. She went on this press run. Not this press run. I shouldn't say it like it was official. But this, the hype surrounding this album was so about her being sexually free you know, showing the breast, the body. Um, I think she even, um, maybe that was the time she came out as pansexual. I think, yeah, I think that's what uh, the correct term was. But if you listen to this album, it is a vibe. It is, uh, it feels like, a vac it feels like, you know, when people were talking about 
Drake's honestly never mind. It was like, man, you just got to be on the beach in Greece and it'll sound better. I believe the age of pleasure will sound better on an island under the sun sipping on something, but it doesn't need that. Um, short, concise. It was the album that I said that um, Rihanna should have made because it does have these island vibes. You can t- tell there's um, these Caribbean vibes on it. Um, and there's been rumors that Rihanna was going to do this type of album. And I feel like if you're going to dip your toe in it, you can just keep it short and sweet. And that's what Janelle Monae did on this album. For best rap album, y'all know what that is. We don't have to do like, I only did it with the R&B because it was two different categories. Her Loss, Drake and 21 Savage, Michael Killer Mike, Heroes and Villains, Metro Boomin, King's Disease 3, Nas, and Utopia, Travis Scott. For me, it's going to be Killer Mike, Michael, an amazing album, sort of autobiographical. It was Killer Mike's way because it's been a while since he dropped a solo album. He's been with the uh, Run the Jewels with LP for a while. And it was him coming back to us and giving us more, giving us more of his story. And it's done brilliantly. If you haven't checked out Michael, please go check it out when it comes to Drake and 21 Savage. I think it's a solid album. Um, I would want, want it more. If Drake won for 21, who's uh, performing that night as well. Metro Boomin' Heroes and Villains, pretty good album as well. I am enjoying what I'm seeing from Metro Boomin', Drake Hate Aside. But if you haven't checked out his Red Bull Academy uh, performance, check that out. If you haven't listened to the Spider-Man Across the the Spider-Verse, I think that's the second one. Um, Soundtrack, check that out. Nas has been Nasing for a while with King's Disease 3, and then we got Magic 2 and 3, just 2023. Travis Scott's Utopia, while it's admirable that he came back, I don't think I never thought that he was not going to be making music anymore. So it's not, I shouldn't say it's that. I just don't think this is his best effort. And I was probably, I'm surprised. I'm not going to say I was probably, I know why I would have. I was surprised that it got nominated. Song of the Year. Which, let's go over these definitions. So there's record of the year, and that goes to the producers, the artists, the producers, recording engineers, mixers, and mastering engineers. And then song of the year goes to the writers of the song. Okay, so let's go. Let's start off with song of the year. John Batiste, Butterfly, Miley Cyrus's Flowers, Dua Lupa, Dance the Night, Lana Del Rey. A&W, Billie Eilish, What I Was Made For. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Olivia Rodrigo, Vampire. Taylor Swift, Antihero. And Scissors, Kill Bill. Now, just by osmosis, I believe that's the word. Because I don't listen to radio that much. I heard Kill Bill a lot. I shouldn't say that much. I don't listen to radio at all. Uh, I heard Kill Bill a lot. Her Antihero and Vampire. And I think those were the in flowers, right? So when I went to go listen to these albums, you know, I was like, oh, okay, I knew these songs. And I didn't even know I knew Antihero. I remember watching something on YouTube where I think Vampire made his worst singles of the year, such and such. So that's how I heard that. Billie Eilish, I'm pretty sure that song was in the movie. I've not seen the bar movie. Pretty good and enjoyed it. But in Dance the Night is also, well, I've seen that video. So I don't know if it's in the movie or not, but all right, I'm trying. This is a tough category for song of the year. I would like it to go to Kill Bill, 
Swift. But I think it's going to go to Anti-Hero. Now, if you don't know, Taylor Swift currently holds the record for the most Song of the Year nominations of all time with seven. And if she wins, it will break her. It'll break a tie with uh, Paul McCartney and Lionel Richie. I guess they won the most Song of the Years. My, but they're like, so I think it's going to go to Taylor Swift. I want Kill, Kill Bill to win. I, I'm hesitant. No, I'm not. I think the best song on here was Lana Del Rey's A&W. It is amazing. It's seven minutes long. So it's probably not going to win. I think it's like seven minutes. And it does have this transition in it. It is really cool. I don't really want to spoil what A&W stands for. Go listen to it. Um, record of the year, we have John Batiste, Worship, Boy Genius, Not, Not Strong Enough, Miley Cyrus Flowers, Billy Eilish, and Phineas. Phineas, I think this is her brother. What Was I Made For, Victoria Monet, On My Mama, Olivia Rodrigo, Vampire, Taylor Swift, Antihero, Scissor, Kill Bill. So song is writers, right? Or records writers. Let me make sure. I just did this definition. Yes, yeah, song is writers. I would like Victoria Monet to win this because I know she writes. Uh, I should say, yeah, I should have won that with song of the year for writer. I would rather, I'd rather want, I think, you know, like I said, Lana Del Rey, my favorite out of that. Oh, no, she's in record. Victoria Monet is not even in that one. She's in record. Uh, still, she should win. <laughs> she should. Out of those, I really enjoy my mama. I couldn't go anywhere without hearing that song. And the video was amazing too, but I don't know how they view things over there. Um, vampire, not that, that, that. no. Yeah, and Kill Bill's good too. Like, Scissor with the nine nominations. Did we go over nominations? Yeah, 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 we did. Um, it'd be amazing if she has a, a huge night. I, I, I would, uh, I would be a fan of that. And now we're going to album of the year. I'll give a little bit of detail on there. Taylor Swift, Midnight's, John Batiste, World Radio Music. I should have wrote these down, guys. <laughs> I was taking my notes and um, I really was like, oh, you know what? I just can write these names because I know how this works. And blah, blah. and then I, and I probably meant to go back to it. All right, here we go. World Music Radio. Boy Genius, the record, Miley Cyrus, Miley, Miley Cyrus, Endless Summer Vacation, Lana Del Rey, Did You Know There's a Tunnel Under Ocean Boulevard, Janelle Monet, The Age of Pleasure, Guts by Olivia Rodrigo, uh, Taylor Swift, Midnight's SZA, S-O-S. All right. So Taylor Swift can win her fourth album of the year, something no artist has done. And I was listening to this album, Midnight's. And it's been a while. Whatever album came out after 1989 was the last time I listened to a scissor, I mean scissor, Taylor Swift album. So I went to go listen to it. And I don't know if this struck me. We, we did review 1989. I don't know if we reviewed the, uh, the one that uh, succeeded it. But the reason, one of the reasons why Taylor is so popular is she's not a great vocalist. And that helps because I feel like people just believe they can sing her song. Like if Taylor, if you went, if you worked with Taylor Swift and y'all went out for karaoke, you'd be like, oh, okay, she can sing. But the same, your same friends can go and sing almost every Taylor Swift song. She has a pocket, a range that she stays in, and it doesn't really fluctuate that much. So you're good. And plus, her pen game is up there with Drake as far as she writes captions. Let's just let's call it that. John Batiste's album. 
was mm, it felt like the Cheesecake Factory of albums. It had everything on there, right? And she, this is not a knock because Cheesecake Factory is good. It's not a little most deaf. Oh, yeah. Yassine Bay said Drake. Well, I didn't think it was a knock when Drake is like shopping music. But because it tried to cater to everything, I think it does really or does a good job at doing it. It's hard to place it. And I don't know how like how the voters are going to feel about it. I enjoy the album, but also because uh, not because of the lyrics and the hooks. It was more uh, also that John Batiste is a musician, an instrumentalist, and the sounds play such an important role as well. So be prepared to hear all si- all types of different genres, but also different languages. Some of the songs are in different languages, but that didn't stop anything. It sounded it still sounded amazing. Miley Cyrus. Started slow for me, got good. I think she's in her bag when she gives you when you when Miley feels sounds like she, the album or the song could come from '80s, like this '80s pop vibe. It was, that's her bag. SZA could be the first black woman since Lauryn Hill uh, to win that category. So it's been about 25 years, guys. I like SOS. I think Control is better, but. You cannot deny that she was all over TikTok uh, when she was able to be on TikTok because I think she's signed to Universal as well or under that umbrella. So that those songs are off of TikTok right now. Um, she this is the thing too. We didn't get into this because it was quote unquote fake or fake news. But when the Breakfast Club did the whole um, nobody respects, she's not getting the appreciation. My my spidey sense went off because. They were Charlemagne and DJ Envy were having this discussion about how they don't think SZA is appreciated. And it ended up with them calling SZA the Mary J. Blige of this generation, which I think does a disservice to both Mary J. Blige and SZA. Because once you start doing that comparison, people just be like, she's not her. She's not this. Blah, blah, blah. But the fact that SZA was on top of the charts for such a long time in the beginning of the year didn't make any sense for me to for them to uh, have this argument that she's not appreciated that she had a successful tour. Again, doesn't make any sense though. She was on SNL. She was on everything. You know, she's been appreciated, and I think. And in the end, they had this conversation a couple of weeks ago. We are in the beginning of February. This was in January. She leads all nominations. So like, it, again, they they were bored. They needed Jess Hilarious to chime in so she can pretend like she's not part of the show, but she is. Anyway, good album. Boy Genius came. I wasn't prepared because was, this was the last album I listened to. And it was kind of folk rock. And I had never listened. I'm familiar with Phoebe Bridgers. I've heard that name. So I was like, oh, she's in this group. All right, cool, blah, blah. Uh, cool album probably wasn't, it was my least favorite of these. It was like these, out of the, all the other albums, I could see myself going back to them. The Boy Genius, mm, not so much. Olivia Rodrigo's, uh, is it called Guts, I believe? She was really giving me, this is going to be the next generation Taylor Swift. Like, um, from the subject matter to the vibe of the album, it felt like young Taylor. And I said, okay, I can see it. You know, Taylor's 35 now? Or she's 34. 34. She just turned 34. 89 plus 4. Now it's 3. Uh, her birthday's in December. So 
I can see her coming if she if she stays the course. And I need to go back to the first album. I didn't even listen to that. I just knew about driver's license or license to drive. I can't remember. I always mess this name up. Janelle Monet, really a big fan of this album. Thought um, I didn't think it was going to be this good because when she did go on the quote unquote breast run or breast run, why? Did I, that's a good name. Breast run. That the album came out and then the talking stopped. Everybody was quiet, and I was like, "Is is this a good album?" And that so, like late, like, like I was gonna say late November, late uh, about a couple of months ago, I decided to listen to it. No, it was, no, it was before the end of the year. It's when I was listening to a bunch of albums. It was uh, so maybe around December or something like that. I listened to it and was blown away. I thought it was so good. It vibes. It blends into each other. So you think it's it it could come across as if it's one long song. It's gorgeous. It is really gorgeous. Again. Check it out. But what really shocked me was Lana Del Rey's Did You Know There's a Tunnel Under Ocean Boulevard? This sounds like a stage play. It is melodramatic. The themes she's playing around with. I also thought, you know, while I'm talking about Lana, um, it was cool because Lana's on Taylor's album. John Bautista's on Lana and Lana's on John Bautista's album too. So those three got this connection. They were all nominated for album of the year. But Lana is something else. I know she can come off quirky, strange, weird, flipping the Zodiac signs. Oh, I'm a Gemini. Oh, nope, I'm a kiss. Sounds like a Gemini cancer cuss to me, but <laughs> really um, solid album, beautiful album, moody, atmospheric. In I think the longest, I think it's an hour. Either Lana's or uh, John Batiste is the longest. I think Lana's like an hour and 17 or maybe that's John. Both of them are some, some, it's, it's not a sitting album where you're like, all right, just going to sit here and listen to this, but a gorgeous album nonetheless. And the fact that I saw that Lana said she was going, her next album is going to be country. Do it. I am here for artists to play around with genres and see what comes of it, of it. Speaking of which boy genius announced that they're going to go on a hiatus, but to the genre situation, I will say this when it comes to these albums, it seems as if uh, unlike hip hop that and this, and this is not a fair, I'm going to say this probably not a fair comparison because these are albums that were nominated for Grammys, but these albums, the majority of these albums from Janelle, John, Lana in particular, they feel like concept albums and that like, Oh, I want this album. Well, but John Batiste is kind of a, he's a radio DJ, so it's a concept. But as far as this is the feeling I want from this album from point A to point B. Instead of sometimes when you are listening to a hip hop album, it is these are the songs I want. You know, not the feeling I want or the emotion I'm trying to convey or the story I'm trying to tell. It is these are a bunch of good songs. Let's put them all together. Not even trying to sequence them right where... I really, and I'm probably going to be doing this going forward, enjoy listening to albums that seem to be crafted by artists. All right. Let me know what you think. We got the Grammys coming up in about 10.30 a.m. here, uh, about six, six, seven hours. And we will come back, and everybody will be back to talk about what went down at the Grammys, some of our favorite performances, moments, winners, losers, and whatnot. Until next time, guys, peace.